Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Nahmadu Nasta'inahu Nasta'rufiru, Wa Nu'minu Bihi Wa Natawakkalu Alayhi, Wa Na'udu Billahi Min Shuroori Anfusina, Wa Min Sayyati A'malina, Man Yahdi Allahu Fala Mudullah, Wa Man Yudlil Fala Hadiyalah, Wa Nashhadu An La Ilaha Illallah Wahdahu La Sharika Lah, Wa Nashhadu Anna Muhammadan Abduhu Wa Rasuluh. Amma Ba'ad, قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه الكريم بعد عوض الله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون واعتسموا بحبل الله جميعا ولا تفرقوا واذكروا نعمة الله عليكم إذ كنتم عداء فألف بين قلوبكم فاصبحتم بنعمته إخوانا وكنتم على شفا حفرة من النار فأنقذكم منها كذلك يبين الله لكم آياته لعلكم تحتدون صدق الله لذين إن في خطبة إن شاء الله I will talk about a subject that we as a Muslim Ummah has been going through for a quite long period of time and we are still seeing the effects of that in today's time and in many parts of the Muslim world including in United States. The ayat that I just decided are something related to it which is uh, in the, the first ayah that uh, you hear, you hear that all the time in the khutbs that the khutib comes and he decides the ayah يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّ تُقَاتِهِ وَلَا تَمُتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ That Allah Azzawajal is addressing to the believers that all you who believe do the taqwa or the fear of Allah Azzawajal as he has the right to be feared. Or the other translations are referred as to be God conscious, conscious of Allah Azzawajal. And do not die except in the state of Islam. Except you are a Muslim, you are a believer in Allah Azza wa Jal. And about this uh, concept of taqwa, one time Umar bin Khattab radiallahu an, he asked, bin Ka'b, he asked, well, what is taqwa? And the answer that was given by Ubayd, Ibn Ka'ab radiallahu anhu to Ahmad al-Khattar radiallahu anhu he said أَمَا سَلَكْتَ طَرِيقًا ذَا شَوْكَ have you walked on the path where there are thorns قَالَ بَلَا of course he said of course قَالَ فَمَا سَنَعْبَ and what did you do Uway bin Ka'ab قَالَ شَمَّرْتُ وَاشْتَهِدْتُ قَالَ فَذَلِكَ التَّقْوَى so Ahmad responded when I am walking through that kind of a path. We we roll up or uh, make sure the clothes do not get stuck in in the thorns and be prepared to walk 
in a way that uh, you don't get stuck with them. And uh, and uh, Ubaidi Kaab said, and this is taqwa, meaning that when we are living our lives, we are making sure that we are within the bounds of Islam, we are doing the things even though shaitan is attacking us from all the angles, from the right, from the left, from the front, and from the back. But we are making sure that we do not get stuck in any of the deceptions that shaitan is putting in front of us. But don't, don't make it, get it wrong here. That when we talk about taqwa of Allah Azza wa Jal, that it is only limited to few of our acts of worship or ibadah. Taqwa is related to everything that we do in our life. And sometimes, many of us tend to understand one of the hadith of Rasulullah in a different manner. When the hadith of Jibreel, which is mentioned in Sahih al-Muslim, the first hadith mentioned there. And part of that is when, uh, uh, when Jibreel, who came in the form of a human being, of a man, to Rasulullah to teach Islam, to the Muslimin at that time, he asked that uh, about the, he said, Qala ihsan. Tell me something about, or tell me about the ihsan, what is the ihsan? And uh, he said, أن تعبد الله كأنك تراه فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك that you worship Allah as if you are seeing him Allah, otherwise Allah is watching you now here it is not about when I say Allahu Akbar for Salah then this is the only time I'm conscious of Allah Azza wa Jal that Allah is watching me it is about when he's saying about أن تعبد الله when you are worshipping Allah and as a Muslim we are worshipping Allah Azza wa Jal for every action we are undertaking whether we are talking about Salah whether we are talking about Zakah whether we are talking about the Hajj whether we are talking about taking care of our children or parents or brothers and sisters and living a life in the world for whatsoever we are doing whatever transaction we are making whether it's a social transaction whether it's an economic the transaction, whether it's a judicial or a political, whatever transaction that we're making, it has to be according to the command of Allah Azza wa We have to be watchful of Allah Azza wa how we are doing it, how we are doing the action. Now, getting to the point, why am I talking about this taqwa here? Because the following ayah, where Allah Azza wa is talking about the unity of the Muslim Ummah. Hold on to the rope of Allah Azza wa Jal. And here the rope of Allah Azza wa Jal is referred to the Quran. Referred to the Sunnah of Allah Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, which is also the part of Wahid. Hold on to that. This is the thing that unites the Ummah, that takes away all the differences. This is the very same thing that was revealed. And Aws and Khazraj, those two, uh, those two tribes who were fighting with each other for decades for silly things. And when the Islam came down, that brought their hearts together. The very same people who were up to the thirst of each other to kill each other, they became brothers of each other. So Islam is the thing that brought them. Like Allah continues, This is Allah Azza wa Jal who brought your hearts together. This is Allah who saved you. 
that you were at the kuntum ala shafa khufratan min an-nar that you were about to enter into the pitfall of the hellfire pit of the hellfire fa anqadhakum minha and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protected you from that so this is the very same islam that came and protected the ummah the, the muslim protected the ocean khazar at that time and now today like one of the hadith of rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam talks about la yuldahul mu'min that's uh, talking about the, 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 the state of the believer. That the, the believer, la yuldahul mu'min min juhratin wahid marratain cannot be stung by the same hole twice. Now, which stung hole we are, I'm talking about today? I'm talking about the very same hole that we have been stung for decades, of, if I say more than a century, I will not be wrong, that the Muslim ummah has been divided into statelets. The ummah that used to be one ummah under the command of Allah Azza wa Jal. And today we have been divided and we are against each other's neck. We don't have to be blind. We don't have to be dumb and deaf to see what's happening in the world today. The blood of the Muslim has been spilled by the Muslims. Following other people's agendas. But it's the Muslim blood that has been spilled. I will talk about that inshallah. First, let's talk about what Islam says about the Muslim believers. What are we supposed to be? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned in one of the hadith reported by Sahih Muslim, Al-Muslimu ahu al-Muslim. That the Muslim is the brother of a Muslim. He's not saying the Pakistani is the brother of the Pakistani. Al Saudi is the brother of the Saudi, and Iranian is the brother of the Irani, or Turk is the brother of Turk, and Kurd is the brother of the Kurd. The hadith is saying, Al Muslim, Al Muslim, the thing that unites us as a, as a brotherhood is the, is the Islam. The one that makes us Muslim, that's the thing that makes us brothers to each other. And the hadith continues on, La yadlimu wa la yahdulu wa la yahqiru. And the brother does not oppress the other brother. He does not betray him. He does not degrade him. And today, what we are seeing around us is the very opposite of what the Rasulullah has mentioned as our traits of a Muslim. And then the hadith continues on. Rasulullah pointed towards his heart, the hadith says, He pointed towards his heart three times. That this taqwa is here. And here, of course, is connected to the mind. That the way we act, the actions that we undertake, that's what he's talking about. Then the hadith continues on, that piety is here, and he pointed towards his heart, and he says, it is a serious evil for a Muslim that he should look down upon his brother. المسلم كل المسلم على المسلم حرام دمه وماله وعرضه أن المسلم his blood his honor and his his wealth is haram on the other Muslim it has been made sacred by Allah عز وجل so it has protected once we enter into the folds of Islam the blood of a Muslim the wealth of a Muslim and his honor it is it is protected now. Another hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam talks about the same subject. مَنْ قُطِلَ تَحْتَ رَايَةٍ عُمِّيَةٍ يَدْعُوا أَسْعَبِيَةٍ 
أو يغفروا عصبية وقتلة الجاهلية الحديث سيده who fights under the flag of عصبيه عصبيه here is talking about the, uh, uh, the nationalism or patriotism and all those kind of isms unfortunately today Muslim Ummah has been divided for and the hadith is saying that and whosoever fights for it and whoever died, he dies as he died in Jahiliyyah. Jahiliyyah is the time, as the Sira books mention, is the time prior to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa was sent down to the, to the Arabian Peninsula. The period before Islam is referred as Jahiliyyah. So it is such a big of a sin to be involved in these kinds of acts and dividing the Ummah. Now, as I said, this idea of nationalism among the Muslims that can be seen as we are seeing today when it comes to what's happening between Yemen and Saudi People look at it as if Yemen is some different country, it's okay to go and bomb them. They are our own brothers and sisters over there. When we look at the issue that happened or happening between Saudi or Iran, it goes on the same scale. When we talk about what happened in the past between Iraq and Iran, or Iraq and Kuwait, or Turkey and Kurds that are happening today, the Kurds are also the Muslim brothers and sisters here, many of them. Salahuddin Ayyubi that we talk about all the time, and we are so proud of his success when he conquered the Palestine back. He liberated the Palestine back. He was from the same land. We never thought of it as a Kurdish is better than Turkish, or Turkish is better than Kurdish, or Irani, or, 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 or Hindi, or Arab, or this or that, or better than the others. This idea of thinking that one nation is better than the other, it is alien to Islam. For us, that in front of Allah Azza wa Jalla, the one who has more taqwa, the taqwa that we were talking about, the one which is about fearful of Allah Azza wa Jalla, it is not dependent on the race, it is not dependent on the geographical position or place that you were born in, it is, not, it is not dependent on your mother or your father and on and on, it depends on how much fearful you are of Allah Azza wa Jalla, and fearful of Allah Azza wa Jalla is not limited to just the Salah, Zakah and Hajj, it is limited to every action we are under taking that includes when we are talking about Kurd and the Turks we have to know what Allah Azza wa Jal wants from us does Allah Taala agree with those lines that have been drawn between the Muslim Ummah by the end of the First World War by side people agreement that was made to Khilafah Uthmaniya was a loser at that time in the First World War and they drew the line who will take the territories of the Muslims away and who will be controlling whether it will be France, whether it will be Britain, or in some cases whether it will be Russia or Italy. And we find those lines sacred for us, we are fighting for those lines. Same thing is happening in Kashmir brothers and sisters. Just because it is an Indian occupied Kashmir, we cannot say this is not my issue. We cannot say as until they attack the Azad Jammu Kashmir, it is not my issue. We cannot say until that they attack Pakistani borders, then it will become the issue of Pakistan. It is the issue of the Ummah. It's not the issue of Pakistan even. And the very same rulers that we have today, unfortunately, 
they are making sure that we stick with those lines that was drawn between us by those colonialist powers. We want to keep the Ummah in those lines that they drew for us. So they can take their share and continue to do what they are doing with the Ummah. As we know, when the leader of Pakistan, he was asked about the Uyghur Muslims of China, they are in East Pakistan. And his answer was, he doesn't know anything about it. As we don't know what's happening. As Umar al-Khattab, one of the incidents, if you remember, that all of us, probably since our childhood, we've been hearing the story of Umar, where he used to patrol in the, in the streets of the Medina, and he found a woman who was trying to put the children to sleep by warming up or heating up a pot. And then he went closer and he asked her that why the children are, are crying. So she said, because they are hungry. And he, he told her, why don't you feed her, feed the, feed the children? And she said, there's nothing in there, it's just water boiling up. So the kids are in the hope that they will get the food. And then he said things about the Amir al-Mu'mineen, Allah be merciful on him. And Omar said that how would Omar know what your situation is? He, she did not know she's talking to Omar. And her response was when he took over the caretaking of the Ummah, that's his job to find out how we are doing. This is the way the Muslim Ummah always hold their rulers accountable. Even the people like Omar al Khattab, the one who was given the Bushra, the glad tidings of Jannah in this dunya. By Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, even the people like him were held accountable by the Ummah to make sure they continue to be, to, to have the taqwa of Allah Azza wa Jal. That's very same taqwa we are talking about that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu taqullah haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimoon. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us to have the taqwa until we die, until we die in this, and we have to make sure that we die in the state of Islam. Now, when we talk about the Uyghur Muslim or the Burmese Muslim or what's happening, uh, at the same time, when we're talking about the Kashmiris, we find something strange is happening in some of the Arab countries. Like we find when this whole issue of Kashmir started, we see that Saudia is making a deal of $75 billion with Reliance in India. Or Imarat is giving the highest civilian award to Modi, the one who's oppressing the Ummah in Kashmir. This is to remind the Muslims again that stay divided. Don't expect anything from the Arab. It's not the Arab or the Ajam issue. It is, these are the rulers who are keeping us disintegrated like this. It's not the brothers and sisters who are even sitting here. We know that. For us, it's our pain. What happens in Palestine, it is our pain. What happens in Syria, it's our pain. What happens in Yemen, it's our pain. Whatever happens in the world, including, including even the land where the Muslims are not there, because we understand that this is the job of the Muslims. This is our job to make sure that justice has been provided to the whole world, including the animals. This is what Islam expects from us. This is why Allah Azza wa Jal says, وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَاكَ إِلَّا رَحْمَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ That we have not sent you a Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam except the mercy for the mankind. But this mercy can only happen. This mercy can only happen 
when we go back to Allah Azza wa it can only happen when we go back and implement the commands of Allah Azza wa and as a whole, not in parts and bits, not in only spirituality, but for every life affair that we are living. This is the only way, and this is the way we can bring the Ummah back. But the unfortunate thing is, the ones who are ruling over us, especially among the Muslim men, what we see is, they are the ones who are causing this disintegration more and more. And they have allied with the very same colonialist power that have divided the Ummah. And Allah Azza wa Jal talks about in the Quran about the very similar people Allah Subhanahu wa says, وَتَرَ الَّذِينَ فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ يُسَارِعُونَ فِيهِمْ يَقُولُونَ نَخْشِعًا تُصِيبُنَا دَائِرًا that they run, they run towards these, their masters, the very same colonialist powers, they run towards them because they have sickness in their heart. And they say, that they have, they have a fear. If they don't go to them, there's a calamity will befall on them. On top of that, Allah Azza wa Jal tells us something else. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Here Allah is making the promise. Over there we find that they are scared of, the, uh, of those powers other than Allah Azza wa Jal. While Allah is making this promise, Allah is saying, O you who believe, if you do the righteous deed, all the righteous deed. Allah will give you authority. He will give you the khilafah on the earth. This is Allah Azza's promise. It's not my promise. Who will probably say that he will finish the khutbah at 1.30 and may go over a minute or two. It's a promise of Allah Subh'anaHu We know that Allah Subh'anaHu does not change his promises. And insha'Allah, we will be united again. We will get back on the feet. And we will show the world, not only the Muslims, that how the justice is provided to the whole world. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, and Sirah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.